Hi, everyone, and welcome to another amazing episode of Phantoms of the Silver Screen. That's right. I'm here, Jumpy. And I'm joined by... Rip. That's correct. Who's back from a nice vacation. And we're all rearing to go and we're watching our favorite Netflix show this week. <laughs> Cabinet of Curiosities. Oh, yeah. By Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. And today's episode was written by David S. Goyer, who's written a lot of good stuff because I recognize his name, but I can't tell you what that stuff is. It's like, don't remember. But he sounds like a name I know. And it was directed by David Pryor. And these guys did one hell of a job. The episode that we watched today was called The Autopsy, season one, episode three. By far my favorite episode of the series so far of the three. Any news on David Esquire? <laughs> uh Blade 2. He did Blade 2. Blade. He did Blade. I knew I knew that he name. He did Dark City, which is a great film from the 90s. I I feel like I know him from comic books though. That's the thing. Ah, oh, come on. Come on. What? He did The Crow. He did The Crow? Yeah. Wait, no. There. Uh, different no, Crow. He did it. Yeah. At the sequel to The Crow is what he did. Okay. <laughs> Um, but he was a writer on Batman Begins. He did the storyboard for The Dark Knight and mm-hmm. The Dark Knight Rises. And oh, this this story, the the autopsy, it's based off a short story by Michael Shea. Just so you know. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So this episode was well worth our time watching. Oh, yeah. Best episode of the three. <laughs> Felt like the most unique one. Yeah, but it's only been three episodes, so it's weird to judge. It's just this one wasn't about a demon, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, this is. I mean, just felt <laughs> felt well, scary. No, it was really it, it. It felt very true detective esque, but like with an action for half of it. <laughs> yeah, because it because it was it was a detective story or a you know a case that they were trying to solve and what remained of it they turned it up turning into the autopsy to me it felt like silence of the lambs and the thing put together yeah where it's like you have the hannibal lecter mm-hmm. but he happens to have the powers of the thing <laughs> and then you're kind of hunting him down and trying to outsmart him yeah, i mean is he really a shapeshifter this alien he kind of is. I mean, he takes different forms. That's right. It's about an alien. <laughs> oh, yeah. He takes different forms, but like he literally takes it, right? Yeah, he steals it. He's not like a ditto or anything, but he's <laughs> inhabiting different bodies. He like possesses them, basically. Yeah. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? I would still call that a shapeshifter. Like he can change forms. And like most of what he is, he's like an organ where it's like, you can argue that it's like, all right, well, if I put this organ in this guy, um, is it really that guy? Is he changing shape? Like, yeah, I think so. I mean, his I real so. superpower is hypnotism. Like, right? Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Suggestion. Hmm. What's that like? Uh... They didn't really go into how he has a psychic power. So... I mean, 
Do they that. work? They don't work when he's on the ground by himself. They only work when he like can look into your eyes with other people's eyes. I mean, he has yeah, like you said, the power of suggestion, and mm-hmm. I would even go the Purple Man from J- Jessica Jones. A less broken version of that, yeah. I would call it that, but you know, nonetheless, there's a reason this alien is going around and doing what he does just killing people and not even for for sport or defense it's just for nourishment but uh the first half of this was the we we are introduced to a scene that like caused the climax of this episode i would say they show it to us in the beginning and then they work their way back but it's essentially the um, a man named Joe Allen. <laughs> he, uh, I, I laugh. His two first names. <laughs> Allen, alien, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Allen. <laughs> Did you ever watch the Nickelodeon show with the the journey of Alan Strange? No, that sounds cool though. I bet if you showed it to me, I'm I'll be like I remember that. But I don't know the name. It was, uh, yeah, The Journey of Alan Strange. It was, like, Nickelodeon had a bunch of these shows where, like, they only had two or three seasons. Some of them didn't even go past, like, the first season. But really unique creative ideas. And it's just an alien was left on Earth by accident. He gets adopted by a family. And he lives in their attic. And the father doesn't know because he's oblivious because he's a Nickelodeon parent. But it was a pretty, pretty cool. But his name was Alan Strange. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so that just reminded me of that. Obscure reference for the day. Yep. Got that out of the way. Nobody understood it. Mm-hmm. One guy did. <laughs> me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. um, So... This man, Joe Allen, he, we're, we're introduced to a bunch of miners in a, in a mine <laughs> working. They're going down an elevator. He jumps on top, and then he throws a mysterious sphere-looking thing that's a bomb, looks like a bomb, and explodes. Mm. And now we're here s- several months later, or not several months later, but... Um, post-incident. Post-incident, right? yeah. And we have our investigators on the case. Yeah. Sheriff Nate Craven, and he brought in his friend, Dr. Carl Winters. What a name. Yeah, and it's... Nate Craven. It, it sounds cool, but then if you know the etymology of the words, like, it's also <laughs> not cool, because that means coward. You know, like your last name, like, oh, yeah, I was Smith, because I came from a line of blacksmiths. Mm-hmm. Um, he came from a line of cowards. What about Winters? Russians. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, but what was I going to say? Um, yeah. About the investigation, about Nate the Great? Nate Craven. Nate the Great Cra- Craven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Dr. Carl Winters. And Nate kind of sets up the scene for us. They're in his office. He immediately pours whiskey into a coffee cup. And Sheriff Nate 
regales us with everything that happened prior to the minor mm-hmm. incident. And I thought this was a cool plot device, right? They show something crazy, right? They have a sheriff on the case and he's there explaining everything that happened before and leading up to that point. It's a strong script. Just yeah. the guy, um, David S. Goyer, knows what he's doing. <laughs> Clearly. Just these scenes alone are really well done. Um, but the way the director set them up was perfect. I don't know. I like these two as a duo. The yeah. two Davids, D&D, they should stick together and do more work. <laughs> oh, yeah. But The D&D directors, any directors with that name and title, have always succeeded and never done bad. Oh, yeah. D&D. Rip doesn't understand because <laughs> he doesn't remember TV's most devastating failure which is seasons six through whatever the ending was of Game of Thrones, directed by D and D. These two Davids who ruined everything. <laughs> oh, and you can't tell me it didn't ruin it. They were culturally relevant, and now they are not because of it. Well, I mean, they wanted, from what I remember, they really wanted to work on uh, the How, last... on Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how'd that work out? <laughs> They're not here anymore. Didn't they? Didn't they? For sure, like say it's not canon anymore. Game of Thrones. No, Star Wars. The the post trilogy. Oh, I don't know. Did you hear news on that? That would be breaking news right here that. on Phantoms News Podcast. Swore I heard that they're like, yeah, we're gonna redo these the trilogy, and we're not gonna do. Uh, that's not gonna be canon anymore. That's as good as any news source I've ever heard. He thinks he heard that somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and I will. I hope it's not canon. I don't know. I mean, I'm not like, I liked the first one a lot of the reboot. Mm-hmm. I was out. Uh, you shouldn't talk about how you feel about the second one. That's a big point of contention. I love the director for that one. Knives Out, um, Glass Onion, great movies. Yes. I want to see all his work, but maybe. Maybe he shouldn't have been a Star Wars director because his <laughs> movies and ideas are too out there to fit out into of this a world. Big universe. Yes, <laughs> they're too out of this world. And he likes to tell really interesting movies with um, a story set up that is not traditional. And Star Wars is, if anything, a traditional type of story. The hero's journey. That's that's where you're trying to go down. Okay, well, all I know and is... He didn't do that. And he threw out all the other mysteries. What the fuck? <laughs> so much for not talking about it. Um, Sorry. And the third one was objectively awful. Everyone knows. It. Yeah, they, they didn't have anything to work with at that point. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying the Knights of Red should have been more badass than they were. I don't even. They didn't. Even, did they even show up? Yeah. When? They they got fucking. They weren't those red people. Those red people were there before. They were murked in the the Last Jedi by fucking. Um, uh, Kylo Ren and this chick, right. <laughs> and yeah. then that was the Knights of. All right. And then, but there was more of the Knights of Red. But <sighs> I wanted one person to call Kylo Ren Ren. <laughs> They're all afraid of him. Oh well. Anyway, that's yeah. its own podcast one day when we have the courage to do that one. But just did it. They uh, 
but Nate Craven, Dr. Carl Winters. Nate Best Sheriff, friends. Sheriff Nate Craven regaling us of what happened and the start of this investigation. They're looking for... Um, oh, with- if you want to know the outfit that the doctor's wearing, he's wearing the same outfit as Nick Valentine from Fallout 4 video game. If you know what that is, he's wearing the same outfit. So you know. All right. <laughs> My obscure. So, Sheriff Sheriff Craven is not... It, he's calling this an investigation a nightmare. And he, he feels cursed. Something's not right. And everything just gets weirder and starts falling mm-hmm. apart the more they get deeper into this. Um, and the doctor is like, I mean this in the nicest way, but you're not that special. <laughs> There's no otherworldly being that's going to curse you. You're not that important. You're just like the rest of them. Yeah. <laughs> so they 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 started this this whole thing because a man named Ronald Hanley uh vanished without a trace um like and that just started the uh, a domino effect where more people started uh vanishing and no trace no nothing they, we don't know what's going on and so mm-hmm. obviously they have to they have to figure this out what's going on but in their investigation they find a body badly butchered and when they looked through this body there was no blood uh, they even uh compared it to like a fish it's like finding a f- uh, like it's like gutting and finding a fish so it, it, they ruled out animal. They've ruled out foul play. This is just something foul play. They ruled that out. Yeah, like he, he's like that. It, it was. He's been it, finely cut and drained of blood. Right. Everything seems, but like even like good. No, like like some like a like a serial killer, man. Like oh okay. Well, I mean that could have been done by a serial killer. I would have been like, it's a serial killer for sure. No, but they're like I you can't that. drain all that blood can't even when you like hang somebody off and drain their blood there is still specks of blood in the in the body that you can't just drain somebody clean of their blood so something's not right and that's what sheriff craven was saying but they he pointed two deputies to to watch the area, they left the body. Deputized, yeah, yeah. he deputized two hunters. Yeah, which and I thought was interesting. He left. Uh, he had them there. He. They went away for a little bit, but they gave him radios. And when they came back, the two dudes were missing, and so was the body. As the sheriff knew, he suspected that whatever left that body there was going to come back for it. That's why he deputized two random dudes so he didn't lose any friends of his. Exactly. <laughs> no one's gonna miss them. They're just country hunter folk. Hey, you guys live around here? Yeah, you guys are in yeah. charge. We're gonna go You're get gonna something. Die around to eat. here too. It's gonna be cool. <laughs> We're gonna get something to eat. We're gonna come back. All right. That's how it felt. Yeah. They went to Denny's and drove right back, and they were gone. Um. Then they. Uh, from the pictures the sheriff took, he sent it around and he got back that that body 
looks like the body of somebody that went missing in their town. And we get a flashback of this. Somebody named Joe Allen was hanging out in a bar. And the gentleman who was drained of his blood while he was alive talked to Joe Allen. And this is where uh, the subtitles give away the whole freaking plot. But whatever. <laughs> Careful with that. <laughs> I wasn't looking at the subtitles. So I I'm was fuck. I'm this, this is my years of watching Japanese anime. Yeah, there you go. Wait a if we didn't polarize people enough about our stupid <laughs> Last Jedi thoughts, <laughs> now you have to bring up that you are sub, not dub. That's what you're gonna do. I, I didn't say that. We did Junji Ito. You didn't say dub. that. All your years of watching what. Japanese sub. I didn't say I prefer Japanese dub. Japanese sub. <laughs> we watched Junji Ito dub. Yeah, but not because you wanted to. It's because I'm dub. That's right. We're divided <laughs> podcast. Oh. <laughs> I read the fucking subtitles that it ruined everything, even though it was plain, painfully obvious. Why don't you just read a book? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm watching TV. You mean manga? Oh my god. <laughs> this guy. So. So. And I think it's fine, but like unless it's made in the 90s where they have terrible voice actors, hmm. why wouldn't you want to listen to it in English? You make a very good point. Dub acting has gotten a lot better. Yeah, we should support those actors. Hear their voices. <laughs> they work really hard. It's not like when you watch a uh, What was that one? That one from a long time ago, it's like Hero of the West or something like that. You don't know? It's like where that meme where it's like, Nani? Like that meme comes from. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I think it's something like that. Something of the West. That know. one has English dub and it's terrible. <laughs> Fist of the North Star. Fist of the North Star. There we go. That was a badass anime though. That was good. But the English dub was bad because they got like some guy off the street to do it for a day and then he went right back to it <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> these days you have amazing voice yeah. actors they're, they're putting in the work you don't get the same feeling as in the job you don't get the feeling at all because you don't know what they're saying <laughs> you just get tones or whatever that's it he could be yelling about how much he loves someone you think he's berating them man he just threw so much at me Right I'm now. sorry. And like, I just have, I have so much thoughts. <laughs> I just have so many comparisons to make. Good. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We're going to get so off topic. I can't do it. It's that. fine. It's fine. Fuck it. Okay. Go with it. Yeah. Yakuza, like a dragon. Mm -hmm. I played a dub. Okay. Right? I didn't play it so. I played a dub. And that was See, fan like, fantastic that was voice act. The, the, uh, the ending, very emotional, very good. And I'm not gonna spoil anything because John B hasn't played mm -hmm. it yet. Uh, I have not. Dub to be brought out a different set of emotions than the Japanese sub did, but ultimately it went down the it went through different an, different an, avenues to get me to the same location, right? So like, but I just yeah, it has gotten better, and I probably keep playing that game dub hmm. see like i can hear an argument of like yakuza it's set in japan i'm mm. guessing yes 
so you should hear it in Japanese. That I can understand. But most things, most animes aren't even really set in Japan. They're set in some other world, so it doesn't <laughs> matter. Um, the one I could think of that's set in Japan is like the one I love, which is Case Closed, which I only do dub, but I can hear the argument for doing it in sub because it's in Japan. All right. So to put this whole conversation to rest, right? Yu Hakusho dub, way better. I love it, dub. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. There, there are moments. You Ibiki. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. So I saw this clip where somebody's like, they took a. If you take his voice, Kur- and you take Muscle Man's voice, and Muscle Man, yeah, yeah, it's the same shirt. voice. <laughs> Hey, you're Meshi. You know who hey, else? <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> oh, <man. sighs> and with I that, Kubara. <laughs> He's so stupid. <laughs> I know. <sighs> but yeah. So, this body was found. Right. Traced it back to a night where the guy whose body it belongs to was alive and well. And he was talking to Eddie Sykes, a friend that disappeared, that went hiking in the woods. But uh, he never came back. And now he's back. And now he doesn't he doesn't uh, recognize this dude. And then... I want to say he did recognize him. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It's just like he's trying to play it off. Right. And then... I think. No, no he... From, from what the alien... Let's call the alien Joe Allen. Because that's the surname that um, <laughs> he used when he was possessing Eddie Sykes. So Joe Allen essentially was like, hey, uh, um, said that when I take over a body, the other person still is aware of everything that's going on that I'm doing. I'm in control. They're, they can't do anything about it. But um, I, I get all their memories. I get all their senses. Everything. So yeah, you're right. Joe Allen knew who this guy was, but and he was trying to lay low. But when but the mistake he made was that uh, this was Eddie Sykes' best friend, and he was really getting emotional. He was drunk because they're at a bar. But he's really Fellow getting friends, emotional. Man, I loved you. Yeah. So you were the chosen one. Joe Allen hypnotized him with his alien powers and was essentially like, hey, uh, you're going to knock over the beer. I'm going to offer you a ride home and you're going to take it and you're going to give me your keys. And you can see the resistance from this man. He did everything Joe Allen told him to, but he was just like, uh, he was like resisting, but he did, he still did it. And then here we are with the body. Mm-hmm. But now that the sheriff got a lead, he went to Joe Allen's house. He finds a small sphere. Well, not house, like a place he was renting. But he finds a small sphere, puts it in the car, goes it was to disgusting in that place. Goes to a mine where this guy uh Eddie Sykes was supposed to be working at. And that's where we get the scene from the beginning. Now we're all caught up. So. So, 
at this point, the sheriff has taken the doctor to where he's going to be working for the night. Um, we didn't mention this earlier, I think, but the doctor has an illness. He has stomach cancer. Yeah. And he's suffering with that. And they, they talked about it. It's not insanely relevant. It's just like interesting. You know, the doctor is dying. He has six months to live, but he's going to help a friend out. Yeah. And he's gets set up where he's going to work. He's examining all the bodies. And the cop guy, um, Nate the Great, goes for coffee, goes for Denny's again. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> and he's going to be back in the morning. I hated this. I hated this so much. Why? Just like, yeah, I get the coroner has to work, but have some people out there. It would be cool, but like, I feel like coroners always work alone in the middle of the night in the dark. It's a creepy job for creepy people. I guess. I don't know. But uh, this sequence after was so, like, it was so interesting. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't really see these movies a lot i know them the thing off top of my head that i could um compare to saw three where they're doing surgery on jigsaw's head because his head because his freaking cancer was throbbing and growing and having his brain pushed up against his skull so they showed us the surgery that the to to open up the skull so his brain can like breathe i guess i don't know Mm. Um, but we're seeing a live autopsy here, and they're not holding anything back. We see the incisions taken out. So if it if we're squeamish, you probably. Felt I this think one. the goal of these autopsies, because we we see a bunch in a in a row, mm-hmm. one after the other after the other, and like I didn't, you know, I wasn't having it. You know, I'm looking away all all which way. Rip is making fun of me. I'm doing it. <laughs> Um, but I think the goal of it was like to get you desensitized because we saw so many incisions opening up, take out, you know, the, whatever that piece was, the <laughs> diaphragm, the chest, chest cavity. Plate. I don't know. I, not cavity. Cavity is just an opening, the but like, plate, I don't know what don't that know. thing was. Breastplate. Yeah. I'm not a doctor. That's why I do this. It was gross, <laughs> <laughs> but they did so many that I felt like they wanted you to get desensitized to it. Yeah. And like, after a while you do, I guess like, you get used to it. Like, you're either going to get used to it or you're just going to walk away. But another thing that I, to, to Jumpy's point, they did do this on purpose. And that is to show you the differences between the bodies. Out in the and east. you notice it. Yeah. yeah there's, that was cool. There is a difference in the organs as you get, as the, the bodies got closer to the blast, I believe. Uh, or yeah, to the blast, uh, the blood was drained from different organs. Yeah, and we get the it's an old school technique where uh, Doctor Carl Winters is recording uh, as he's working with like an old school recorder. It's not like a handheld one. Mm-hmm. He just has with like he's a, having like a a one sided conversation with Nate through these tapes. Yeah, and. As he's going through these bodies is where he starts figuring out what's going on. He's Everybody calls this an explosion because from what we saw, there was an explosion after he threw the sphere. From, what, from the point of view of the sheriff, they heard an explosion and um, the force of an explosion pushed them back and knocked them down. 
So everybody agrees it's explosion. But as the doctor is um, doing his autopsy, he concludes that nobody died from like a bomb. Something else is happening. And as he starts opening up the bodies, starts seeing less blood, he concludes that the only, the what's that called uh, he concludes that the bodies that were closer to Joe Allen had the less blood and then you see him come up with the idea that the blood is probably in Joe Allen's stomach <laughs> yeah so that guy gets <laughs> it does and he keeps hearing things oh, as he's doing these autopsies. And the one time, the best it scene. was, he stares at the door and he just hears in his brain, run, get out. And you see... I don't know if you heard that because it might, <laughs> might have picked it up. But he said, run, get out, run. The, the You see the goosebumps on his neck and the hair stand up. Like something That was... Good props to the director. I don't know how he did that. He probably, I don't know, blew some cold air at him. <laughs> it was such a great scene. Like you knew something weird was gonna happen, and, and he took it in stride too. Part of the whole like he has stomach, like terminal stomach cancer. Mm. He's gonna die in six months. I think it just gives this character a like, I ain't scared of shit yeah. mentality. And it was it was really like. I don't know. He seems so powerful to me. It's just like, I don't care what you do. He doesn't care. Right. He's, yeah, he's going to die. He doesn't care. Like he's going to keep doing his job. He's not scared of nothing. Right. He was given a time frame of when he, before, uh, he bites the big one, you know, mm-hmm. and, and his head, he was just probably like, yeah, I mean, I got to do my job <laughs> mm-hmm. and doing his job. He did. And he comes up with the conclusion, and he pretty much nails it on the head because lights flicker on and off, and when it's on and off, he hears something move. I want a reason for those lights to flicker off. I am tired of these scary (laughs) stories that have no reason for them to be able to control electricity, and they just can't. It's always aliens, man. It's oh, dumb. Yeah. Or ghosts, oh, too. Demons, so ghosts yeah. are like, yeah. ooh, I can control the electrical system. I, 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 like, died doesn't before, make sense. I died before electricity was invented, but I know how it works. Ooh, and even if you use candles, it will blow them up. <laughs> like, it's stupid. It's dumb. <laughs> they can't control lights. So. So. Or your boy, Joe Allen, wakes up. And this is 100% Joe Allen. There's no Eddie Sykes in this mind this man Mm. he walks out and he crawls like a zombie out of evil death and dr carl winters dr winters freaks like he's in shock he's holding a scalpel and he just drops it (laughs) he's just like out of fear and then we get like like a like a villain meets yeah villain meets genius hero conversation like james bond type conversation when he meets the villain right or hannibal lecter meeting the detective two great minds just Mm -hmm. having a verbal back-to-back he talks to him about 
um, his whole backstory, he's just like, oh, you know, I'm an alien. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And uh, they go back and forth. He gives a lot of backstory about, like, I needed to get rid of the evidence of my ship. People can't know about it. Um, I inhabit bodies. You know, I'm hungry. You're going to have to help me. In fact, and Dr. he starts to get more and more nefarious as they keep talking. Like mm-hmm. Dr. Carl Winters is like, oh, so like, like, you know, just starts talking to him, trying to find out more information. And he's, Joe Allen is telling him the information, but he's still holding information back, which Carl Winters catches. And then he's just like, why? Uh, you only give livestock information that they need before you devour them or some mm-hmm. shit, like some badass line. But it was. The livestock can't know too much about the people that prey on them. Yeah. Which is an oversimplification, I guess, is what Joe Allen was saying. He's like, you're so much more than livestock. Because <laughs> um, as he goes into his conversations with this guy, whether it's now or in a scene in a little bit, he's he makes it clear that he really needs human beings. Like, he's not an alien. That's It's crazy. Like, he's, he may be an alien from another planet, but if he is, he came very early on in the development of like people. Yeah. Because he's very, he's like specifically suited to take over humans. And like he's, he's fa- very well suited to it. I, I'm wondering, like, did that meteor shower, that did that even have anything to do? The meteor shower that Eddie Sykes went to see before mm-hmm. he disappeared, yeah. did that even have anything to do with this alien? Because it felt like the alien has been here a lot longer. Well, he he picked it up. He picked up the sphere and he brought it home, and that. And Eddie Sykes. Yeah. yeah, and the Joe Allen says that when he was sleeping, is when he came out of its ship and went into its body and took over. Correct. But he did say that his kind has been in the in Earth for for so long to the point where they've taken over high powers. And cause nations to fall. For their so amusement. maybe he's new, but his species is not new. Yeah, and he's very like intimate. Like he knows the details of the human body very intimately. It's, it's just so weird that an alien species would evolve to be able to take over our anatomy. Yeah, <laughs> it feels almost like he's just a competitor, like a human, like an Earth-bound species that evolved. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but. I think it's supposed to be an alien. I was just thinking about it. Like the more I think about it, the more I'm like, that doesn't, that's weird. That's weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But yeah, I'm just thinking about the next part that we have to talk about. But, uh, the most bef- badass part. Before Dr. Winters can find more ways to, more questions to, to ask, Joe Allen's fed up and he's ready to, to move on with what he's trying to do here. And Dr. Winters wakes up. Uh he has tied he's been he's been tied by Joe Allen with only Joe one. Allen used his psychic powers to knock yeah. him out. Yeah, and he's on the uh on the gurney? T- autopsy table. Is it a gurney? No. No. no gurney's the thing to take outside to get some air. Yeah. And he's strapped. One hand is working. And he explained he left that hand working because when he takes over his body, that's what he's going to use to get out. And he's excited. He's excited to take over Carl Winter's body because 
Well, you said something about like he has the perfect job, yeah, for this type of alien because he apparently feeds on humans, like he drinks their blood. Mm-hmm. That's that's probably what happens just to sustain himself. He's hungry, so he's basically like a vampire if you think about it. Like he's an alien, but he drinks blood mm-hmm. and he can hypnotize people. Yeah, that's pretty vampiric. There's a lot of elements to this guy, to this creature that they they have here. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, forgot what else I was gonna say about that. <laughs> he, um, so he's going to take over this guy's body because he has a perfect job. Yeah. He is a mortician mm-hmm. or whatever, an autopsy specialist, a pathologist. I don't remember his title, but he's gonna be seeing dead bodies right after they die. Um, while the blood's still warm, according to Joe Allen. I get my so meals can, delivered to me still warm, mm-hmm. something like that. For six months. I guess maybe the expiration date on the human doesn't matter after he takes him over. I don't know. Yeah. As long as the blood's fresh, I guess. But, yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh, and he is very intimate with the knowledge of the human body that he can make it look like Dr. Carl Winter's... Um, perform the autopsy on Eddie Sykes that way he can just transfer he can open up his own uh, Eddie Sykes body and Joe Allen can crawl into uh, Dr. Carl this alien says he knows the anatomy and physiology of humans better than he does which is a big claim since that's his job (laughs) to know the body and with all that like shit talking they're doing at this point uh, Joe Allen recognizes that uh Dr. Winters is stalling for time because it's almost sun up and uh, our boy Nate, Sheriff Nate's coming. And they don't want to, he, he, he can't be there in the transfer, right? So he's trying to hurry this up. and But he's not falling for it. And they're just talking shit back and forth to the point where uh, Dr. Carl Winters just calls him, you're just a cancer with a big mouth. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, you're a dumb bitch. They they get into a very intelligent back and forth, but you can tell that the doctor was kind of winning. Yeah. Because he's just like, you're super arrogant. I know something you don't know, and I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> and you're just a stupid, dumb parasite <laughs> who doesn't have anything and has to steal it from everyone else. Everything you had ever, you stole and the parasite also reveals, I'm calling him the parasite. <laughs> it also reveals that it doesn't have, you know, sensory organs because his species needs to be super small, cut back all essentials because that's how they evolved because they take over other creatures. He is a friggin' parasite. Yeah. Um, so he doesn't have eyes, he doesn't have ears, doesn't have anything. I guess he has a sense of touch, maybe. No. Maybe or some kind of instinct to take over the nearest host, but but um, unfortunately, this alien is able to break free, gets out of uh, well, we see it, we see it. Mm-hmm. Just Eddie's uh, Joe Allen's taking out all the organs out of a- Eddie Sykes. I know that sounds weird, but it makes sense when you watch it. And the alien comes out, crawls mm-hmm. over to his. Joe Allen's giving himself a autopsy yeah. to remove himself from the body of Eddie Sykes. Exactly. Because he's an alien. It's it's really a crazy scene. <laughs> like when I first heard the name of this episode, first I called aliens. We both did. We're like, mm. all right, this is about autopsy of an alien body. 
Yeah. But what a twist where yeah. it's just like, it's not about an autopsy of an alien that's dead. It's the autopsy of a human to extract a living alien mm -hmm. to get a new host. Like that's, that's I don't know, what sick. a crazy yeah. creative story. And as soon as the alien crawls out and starts walking over to um, <laughs> Dr. Winters, it ha it's using what's left of its control over Eddie Sykes to make an incision on on Dr. Carl Winters. But mm. Dr. Carl Winters kept calling Joel and stupid. And he figured it out as he was talking shit that, and Eddie Sykes knows this too, because we see one last teardrop come out of Eddie as soon as the alien leaves. And he's holding the scalpel pointing towards uh, uh, Dr. Winters. But, mm. And he even, like, uses the information to fucking, like, taunt Joel. And he's like, yeah, you're stupid. And you don't even know why. I'll tell you later. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm about to learn pretty soon. He's like, all right. <laughs> but the creature is blind and deaf, like Jumby said. He has, as soon as it's out, um, it has to use its sense of touch to find the incision to go in. Unfortunately, the way he was strapped, he wasn't able to use the scalpel to attack Joe Allen. So Dr. Winters has to knows what he has to do. He makes a small incision in his necks into the carotid and there's enough blood for him to write a message. He uses the blood to write a message on his chest. What's and he then do? he does something impossible. I don't know how someone has that kind of willpower. He deafens himself. Mm -hmm. with the scalpel yep, i'm guessing ears. i couldn't look at a lot of this <laughs> um he also blinds himself and it's yes. very great and we see it we see he puts the i the didn't we excuse <laughs> me you saw it i did not look and he also uh cuts his neck from ear to ear gives himself <laughs> the chelsea <laughs> smile but he did that mm -hmm. first so i feel like cheshire cat <laughs> Is it called the Chelsea Smile? Yeah, Chelsea Smile. Why Chelsea? Uh, I used to know this, damn it. And in fact, I said it in another podcast of ours. Is um, it a, <laughs> to me? And I forgot <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I forgot why it's called the Chelsea Smile. But uh, it goes from on the neck from ear to ear. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's gross. I, I think it's. I think it's because it was made famous in Chelsea. It's also like called the Glasgow the Smile. Yeah. The Glasgow. Okay. All right. That makes sense. So, yeah. Um, he pretty much makes his body a tomb for the alien or like a trap. And he imprisons, imprisons him. And the alien made it pretty clear that he likes to let his victims have consciousness in the back of the mind somewhere eighth cranial nerve eighth cranial nerve so that they understand what's happening because mm. he's a bitch <laughs> and um the doctor's like "Ooh, i'm communicating with you through the eighth cranial nerve oh huh? guess what idiot <laughs> <laughs> there's no way out i can't see or hear anything when you take over completely you'll pretty much see that i'm gonna bleed out soon you're fucking done you're yeah. trapped there's no way out and he's like, oh, don't worry. And he can't just, like, worm his way out and exist because I guess he can't see or hear. So. 
yeah he's just like oh don't worry your your boy is coming your friend sheriff nate is coming and i'm gonna just take over his body he'll be a delicious snack and he's like yeah i i, I slipped my throat dude where we got like a minute <laughs> yeah good luck <laughs> getting him when you can't fucking see or hear anything yeah and and eddie sykes by the way he was conscious through everything that was happening to him while the alien was controlling him yeah. and the last minute when he died he was able to like maneuver his hand so the scalpel was within yeah. reach of the doctor and he shed a tear yeah. which was so sad because that means he felt and did he felt everything that happened mm-hmm. and understood everything that happened it was so horrible yeah. the horror of that was crazy <laughs> but yeah um this guy set the perfect trap um the alien could not control his body and he just kind of collapsed onto the ground you know what been and cool? the sheriff fucking showed up then <laughs> <laughs> sorry hmm? to interrupt but you know what have been cool i i may be wrong and i could be wrong but what if the doctor hinted at that shit for Eddie Sykes? Hmm. That would have been cool. Like the doctor. That would have been cool, but I don't know. I, it felt like I Eddie like, Sykes. I like the I like the last final like fuck you to the alien yeah. is him passing this guy because no, it's just so sad. He cried like yeah. you can't imagine that kind of pain. Yeah. So. He was disemboweled. Like, I don't <laughs> he felt that. Like, that was horrible. I don't think he felt it. He just saw everything. I don't even know if you're capable of feeling that. You have to go into shock. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe he prevents you from going into shock. What a bitch. <laughs> but as Jumby said, uh, Sheriff Nate comes in, sees everything. Joe Allen didn't survive long enough in Dr. Winters' body, who sacrificed himself to stop this alien. And in fact, when they uh showed us the body and the message he wrote it was play tape and burn body and before carl burn, winters... me. burn me specifically oh, yeah. <laughs> when uh when uh dr carl winters was talking to joe allen the last thing he tells him was like hey i have a tape that's been recording the tape is done but there's enough information to justify what I wrote on my body. Kill me. Yeah. And I think it got right before he got knocked out. And I think that's where the tape cut off, right? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, like there's the conversation between Joe Allen and Eddie Sykes possessed body. Yeah, Joe Allen and uh Dr. Quinters. Mm-hmm. I think that was like the initial conversation that was recorded. But they and that was a great that's a great way to end it. Yeah. And it ends with Dr. Carl Winters recording being played so we can conclude that it was heard and it the credits is just the river flowing and in the beginning of the episode, well not the beginning like when when uh, Winters and Nate were talking to each other, Winters said that he would like to see the river before, mm-hmm. you know, he has stomach cancer and he'd like to see it before he dies. And we got to see it for him. I mean, I mean, I'm very scared of dying. Everybody is in a certain way. But to go out like that is harsh. That's a really bad way to go. But also awesome because he took out an evil 
parasitic alien leech and on his way out. And he outsmarted got, him and he died laughing. Yeah, he outsmarted him and he got um uh, the message out there that they exist. That is super important. What a like he's a he's a it was a heroic death, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A sacrifice. But you know, such a well told story. Like, I don't know. It's like some of the it's like one of the best things I've seen all year, probably over like the last couple of years. That was really good. And it, this could have been a movie itself, like 30 yeah. more minutes. But if that was a short film, I would have been like, this is awesome. I hope it gets an Oscar. <laughs> I just had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Uh, I had an idea what? while I was watching this for like a really good TV show. <laughs> it could be Are You Afraid of the Dark reboot if they wanted to. But like, it's, it's, these stories that are really popular, just any popular horror story, but they have to restrict it and make it TVY7. Huh. So the kids around the campfire are telling a story, but it could be like, you know, Friday the 13th, or it could be the autopsy from this season, or it can be um, whatever you want it to be, any popular thing, it, whatever, anything, Pet Cemetery, but they have to bring it down to TVY7 standards and still try and tell the story. That's awesome. That would be so cool for kids, like yeah. just to market it toward kids. They, they get those stories, but in a, you know, reduced baby version. Yeah, like we've talked about this before that they uh, there's not a lot of like kid horror shows. Like like Goosebumps is silly, but Are You Afraid of the Dark really felt like a horror show for, for like kids and mm-hmm. teens, you know? I think it writes itself too. Like if they do that and they don't even, if they want to really do the minimal work, they can probably get permission to, you know, do references to these stories Mm -hmm. each episode. And if they don't, they could just change all the names. It doesn't matter. Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty, that's a pretty cool idea. Cause I would love it. Perfect. That'd be perfect. I don't know, man. Like sometimes I feel like Halloween is just not the same as it was when we were kids. Because there's not as, well, I shouldn't say that. Like, there is really good horror content out there. Mm-hmm. Movies for horror have never been as diverse and, like, interesting. And TV shows, we just proved, are getting better, too. Yeah. I just feel like there was a bigger focus, but maybe it's because we're not kids. Like, <laughs> kids get really into scary stuff. Yeah. They'll just go on binges and watch a bunch of scary movies every Friday the 13th, if That's they feel true. like it, or all the Scream movies or whatever they want to watch. I mean... Yeah, I mean, a lot of those shows probably don't really bother them anymore because. The issue with it is it's a seasonal thing. Yeah. No, nobody wants to watch it in December. Nobody's trying to watch horror movies in the summertime, which is really weird why they keep releasing them in the summertime. (laughs) Um, They want to watch it from like September to I think just before the end of November, I think is like that spot. Yeah. Obviously October, but that's when you can get away with horror movie stuff. Yeah. And that's when I would show that show. <laughs> it would air. It's like a TV show. It airs at the end of September, all through October, last episode, first week of November, or maybe just on Halloween. And then every year from that point on. I'm done. I'm done for that. First episode. The autopsy. How would you tell this story in a TV Y7? You just have an obviously fake body. 
Just you have a, a squid. Like, are you afraid of the dark budget, dude? And like, whatever, yeah, whatever like, props they did. It would be really interesting just to see what they could pull off with nothing, with no budget, too. Because I assume these episodes get hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions, per episode to produce. Because that looked good. That looked like... I don't know, because I tried looking up the numbers and there's not much, but that episode looked like it was a $5 million to $6 million budget. Yeah. Easy. Probably. I mean, yeah, there's a lot you could do with that. Well, we'll we could speculate on it, but to to turn that episode into a TVY7, obviously the, the alien wouldn't look that way, right? It wouldn't look good. You'd have to rely on the kid actors <laughs> who's playing Joe Allen. <laughs> to kind of portray a lot of the alienness and be like, I'm an alien and I'm going to take over your brain. You just have to do like a, oh, by the way, Joe Allen, when he was talking, the pitches in his voice changing was so good. That was scary. I want them to keep that aspect of it because there's nothing offensive about that. They can't, they can show that on TVY7, just scary. <laughs> his pitch, the voice pitch is going, um, It'd also be fun for like whoever's doing the show. They could recreate shots. Like if they remake Psycho in a TVY7 lens, they can do some like a lot of the same shots mm-hmm. that made it good. Um, of course, like the shower scene is going to be hard to do. They probably have to be like the shower at a pool and everyone's wearing their bathing suits. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> There's a lot you could do with that. That little Norman Bates, he's so crazy. Just have somebody slip. <laughs> and then it's like oh they hit their head would you make it so the ending's happy or would you just keep the ending the same for the, the TVY7 TVY7 you gotta have like you gotta have the sacrifice uh, not be eliminated you have to have that dude survive somehow like like the ending of anything that you do in the TVY7 lens would you have to make it happy do you think they'd force you no, to No, you don't have to make it happy you could have a happy ending where the 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 main character survives, but then you could have like that weird ending where is it over yet? Like That's very goosebumps where it's like, Oh, we beat him or did we? That's every episode of Goosebumps. We'll see. I mean there's a lot there's so much you could do with that. <laughs> well good episode. Looking forward to the next one. Um I'm really into the show. Even if this is its peak, I already love the show. We're three episodes in. One and two were good. Um, they suffered only because I was still trying to figure out if every episode's about a demon. But now that I know it's not, I can see that each episode is going to be really different, and I'm excited about that. <laughs> you're going to love some episodes. It's like Junji, where it's yeah. like, you're going to love some of them. You're not going to like some of them. Like, it's just, that's the fun of it. You don't know what you're going to get. Next episode, some kid makes a voodoo doll. That'd be cool. I don't know. I'll see. If I see Suichi in live action, I'm going <laughs> to go and, you know, perform a self-autopsy. <laughs> uh, with that, <laughs> any last words, Shovey? Soylent Green. So I think green is indeed. <laughs> I got one for you. You're you almost this. ruined that movie by saying what so green is. I got one for you. 
livestock must not understand what it devours. What devours it? Damn it, I fucked that up. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> and with that, we conclude another episode of Fanso Screen Podcast. If you like what you heard, please give us a like, subscribe, follow, and then show us that you love us because we love you too. We love you so much that we would perform a self autopsy to save you. Bye. Thank you.